West Gaming Network is proud to present the QGN Community Cast. Hello all and welcome to the first ever Quest Gaming Network Community Cast. I am your host and community manager, Keth. And I'm your other community manager, Fred. And we have sponsors today, well one sponsor, and Tweaked Audio, the provider of some of the best earbuds in the market. And if you go to tweakedaudio.com, you can punch in the code off the record at checkout and save 30% on your order. I highly recommend it. I've had about 10 different pairs of tweaked audio headphones, and I haven't managed to break a single pair yet. Alrighty, today in the host hot seat, and then what this is, since it's the first show, we're going to kind of go over each section and let you guys know what we're doing. So the host hot, she- hot seat, yeah, say that 10 times fast, is going to be a rotating host from the network. We're going to get... We're going to try and get every single host on here at some point. So you guys can email in specific questions that you want to talk to uh, that particular host about. And we can do, you know, we can get with them and ask them questions and all that. So today, who better to have than one of our co-owners and the producer of all our shows and network, Joe the Widget Wilson. Joe, how you doing today? I am doing fantastic, even though I got dragged away from the game I've been looking forward to for years. I warned you <laughs> not to even start that today because you had to come to the show. <laughs> I had to I had to rub it in one more time, just once more. I'm just glad you finally put the broom down. Yeah, me too. <laughs> My arms are getting tired. So, Joe, tell us a little bit about yourself, just real quick. Most people on the network should know you, but... <laughs> I get around a bit in the network. Um, you can take that how you want to take it. <laughs> I am the producer of QGN, and what my job pretty much entails is the audio design and concept for each and every show that you guys listen to. Uh, it includes bumpers, background music, intros, outros, the works. I am one of the co-owners, like Kes said, so me and Ivarwin are responsible for all the production that goes into this network, what shows we do, what shows we do not do, what shows we keep, and which ones go bye-bye. We put what hosts belong in what show, all that good stuff. So all that massive amount of background work is usually falls to me and Ivarwin. All righty, and you host a number of shows on the network, isn't I that do. right? I am currently the primary host on Planetside, Elder Scrolls, and Minecraft Off the Record. Ooh, I'm on the planet side one, too. Yeah, you are, man. We had a great first episode. So, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to doing that more. Uh, can't wait for that game to ga- come out, and I hate you for being in the beta before I am. <laughs> the only thing that stinks, though, is I had to sign an NDA, so I can't really talk about it. All I can say is, yeah, I'm in the beta, but nope, can't say anything else. Yeah. You know, Kev, a- you know, he may be currently hosting three shows, but he's at least made an appearance on every show on our network. Yeah. Have yeah. you been on Diablo? Was that yep. before my time? I was, just before your time, actually. Huh. I'll have to go back and listen to that. Alrighty, well, 
we put it off for long enough. Also, we're going to have a rotating community listener. That's right. One of you listeners is going to be on the show with us every week. Uh, just, uh, we'll give you all the contact information and how to do that later in the show. Uh, but Fred, why don't you introduce our first community listener? This week, we're excited to have Cash be on the show. He's 21 years old, lives in Washington, and grew up with games. <laughs> you want to tell us the rest, Cashby? Yeah, I was told that that was my spot, but that's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, it, it's, um, it's a brand new show. We're still working out the kinks. Yeah, I, I wasn't so. going to keep reading it because it was starting to sound like mystery date. <laughs> you know, I do like I do like long walks on the beach, and in case anybody's wondering, I do accept gifts. So if you'd like to send me anything, the contact information's at the end. No soliciting our community, Cashby. Uh, define soliciting. <laughs> All right, guys, we got to keep okay. it clean. Yes. Uh, what I you know, in case anybody has some tweaked audio headphones that they'd like to send me. Um, uh, yeah, I'm 21 years old. I live in Washington and I grew up here. I uh, grew up with games. My dad was a, you know, my dad's been a techie his whole life. So he, uh, he brought home a PlayStation when I was a little kid. So I was pretty excited about You're that. You're lucky. And my then, dad was always anti-games. I got grounded from all video games for three years. Ouch. I went, snuggled over to my cousin's house and was at his house like constantly every weekend playing games. But my dad didn't have to know that. Well, there you go. Wait, hold on. Man. So what did you do that had to get you grounded for that long? Uh, yeah, my mom and dad like... actually thought that games were a extremely bad influence. I needed to be outside more. That's what I took them away. Oh, jeez. Whatever. My dad to this and... day still just can't wrap his head around the concept of gaming. Technology! <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So my dad, my dad brought home PlayStation, which was awesome. Crash Bandicoot. I still... I still play that every now and then. I still eat my pizza backwards or whatever. Do you guys remember those commercials? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Those were awesome. Um, anywho, I, uh, went to University of Washington, graduated from there, and, uh, I've worked at a lot of places. I worked at Game Crazy for a while. If you guys remember that with, uh, I think they were with Hollywood Video and then I think on the East Coast you guys had like movie gallery or something. Not, oh. I'm, I'm kind of new to the East Coast, so. Oh, gotcha. Okay, well then you might remember Hollywood Video. Sure do. Yeah, first we had, uh, first row video, then it became movie gallery, and then Hollywood Video came to town and shut them down. Oh, gotcha. Okay, well, they all tanked in the end, so. <laughs> yeah, now Hollywood Video's gone and it became an O'Reilly's auto parts store. <laughs> I don't even know what happened to our Hollywood Video. We had a Hollywood Video and a Blockbuster and a Hastings and I think Hastings is the only one still hanging on because they sell books, too. <laughs> Who would have thought books would have outlasted movies? Uh, I can shed some light on that, by the way. Hollywood Video, it uh, it was funny. I was working there, and I got... I planned on being a cop for a long time, and I got a, uh, I got a job doing loss prevention, so I knew I was leaving. So I, uh, I put in my two weeks, and three weeks after I put in my two weeks, so a week after I was gone... I uh, stopped by to say hi to the people I worked with, and their store was shut down. Everything <laughs> went at once. They had a huge issue with people like finding out that day that it was their last day, so they just took like tons of stuff from the store. Wow! I know they sold it on eBay. It Cashby was... left, and the whole place fell apart. Way I, to go, man! 
my sales were that good. Okay, <laughs> I have no idea how many copies of Poochie Poochie Virus for DS that I sold. It was ridiculous. See, Cashby, if you would have still been there, you might have been able to prevent some of those losses. Yeah, like well, the entire company. <laughs> I know, but I. Uh, well, nah, it would have worked out. Maybe, maybe I should have. Because then, you know, I could just turn into a corrupt one and be like, oh, you want to take this? Oh, well, you know, you take two and give me one and I'll keep my mouth shut. <laughs> it's just the kind of person I am. Anyway, I'm way off track. Uh, but as far as what I do now, I work in finance for a healthcare company. And uh, as far as games are concerned, I played Diablo 2 for 10 years, however long it was out. And then Diablo 3 came out. That's how I actually ended up finding out about you guys is I was looking for something for a Diablo 3 fix and came across that first. And then within three, four days, I listened to all of your other shows while I was at work. So I had about three days full of, you know, pew pew and a bunch of other stuff. Oh, dear Lord, I am sorry. You know what? You <laughs> say sorry now, but at the time you were really on that bandwagon and it was great. Because I, uh, I had played Skyrim once for Xbox and hated it, and then I got it for PC after you guys kept talking about it. You know, you had your whole show dedicated to it, and after playing it on PC, I'm like, okay, I like this. And it's stuck. But, <laughs> um, anywho, so I guess, uh, I don't know if we segment it, but I guess we're <laughs> going on to the listener talk with my questions. Way to go. Just look at this taking on doing the show, man. Like, we don't even need to be here. All right, Cashby, you have fun. We'll be back in like a half an hour. So, four <laughs> score. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I do want to introduce it. So, what we're going to do, uh, just so everybody knows, like I said, this is the first podcast, so we're kind of explaining stuff. Um, we're going to introduce our host, you know, get to know, or our community listener, rather. And get to know them a little bit, and then we're gonna go right into. We want to talk to you guys. We want to talk about what you guys want to talk about. So if it's questions you have for us, if it's a specific issue you want to talk about, you know, a specific video game, whatever it is you want to talk about, with a few exceptions, uh, we're gonna go ahead and talk about it. So in this case, Cashby actually has some questions for the three of us. So why don't you go ahead and ask away? Yeah, that'd be great. I came up with these about, you know, 10, 15 minutes before we did it. So bear that in mind. Uh, so the first one I have written down here is uh, all of you seem to have a pretty extensive history in gaming, uh, whether or not your parents were allowing you and you're sneaking off to your cousin's house. <laughs> so what cult classic games would you like to see come to, you know, 360, PS3, or the next-gen consoles that are under development and whatnot. That is so easy of a question. Oh, thanks. I took a lot of time to develop that question, so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I've, uh, this is something that I've always wanted for a long time. I want more than anything in the world to see a Killer Instinct come back. Oh, I love that game. Yes. Uh, Where's ooh, the cricket sound effect? One of the, be the, one of the <laughs> best fighters of all time. Oh, got it. Now that you said fighter, I remember. It was the first... Uh, it's the first. It's the first fighter game to ever introduce the combo system, an actual combo system that wasn't a button mash. 
That reminds me of oh what was, hold on what was that game Primal Rage was that the oh, one oh yeah game? yeah that's the dinosaur one oh where you could with. eat the little people in the arcade oh yep. yeah I was actually oh, speaking of, there you go I got my I was on I a design remember. team that actually did another spin off of that called um, Jurassic Park Warpath you oh my god I played that yeah I was a designer on that game <laughs> it was one of the first oh, ones I designed wow. <laughs> holy cow it tanked <laughs> but <laughs> yeah yeah it did I remember my uh, dad brought it home because he got it out of the like cheap bin. I had I had fun doing it, regardless. Wasn't that the whole point? I mean, as long as everybody had fun. Hey, I got paid and I got to make a game. I don't care. Oh, that's the way to do it. <laughs> but that but and it. Final Fantasy VII, that has to come back. I could not get into the Final Fantasy games. Uh, I know that's bad. <laughs> yeah, you know, RPGs, it. especially Japanese RPGs, are just... Hey, hey, they're not for everybody. Most gamers out there will agree with me that Final Fantasy VII had one of the best stories ever made in a game period. I just couldn't get past the turn-based. That's what the draw yeah, that... was for Final Fantasy VII, though, was a story. Mm, see, I think when that came out, I was like 12, <laughs> 11. <laughs> I, I was a senior in high school. <laughs> that me. Oh, wow. Yeah. I think the only oh, no, turn. I'm oh, sorry, oh. I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just gonna Whoa. say that I'd love to see FF7 with like the Advent Children graphics. Like that would be awesome. I I, I don't want them to change the game. Yeah, just, I just want them to make it look better. I want the exact same story with updated graphics. Boom, done, sold. You know how I... much that would sell? It would be insane. That's a lot. Whoa, they're saying Final Fantasy VII is coming to PC. It was... Final Fantasy VII still holds the record for the most sales of any game in history. Wow. That's a, when, I, that's a, when I heard the question, though, only one game came to mind. Chrono hmm. Trigger. Oh, I do oh, like Chrono Trigger. If you were to like do like the top ten or my top five best games ever, Chrono Trigger is actually number one. See, now I, I just got a bunch of a, games I gotta get. I gotta <laughs> argue that, like, nine out of ten of those top ten games would be, like, on the Super Nintendo. Probably. And Super they just listed probably my number one in the chat room. Secret of Mana was awesome. My number three, oh. my number three would be Killer Instinct, but I love it more on the arcade than I did on the console. See, and you brought up the arcade, which brings the game series that I want to see come back the most, because I spent more quarters on that arcade game than anything else. And y'all will laugh at me, but dang it, Bubble Bobble was the best game in the arcade. <laughs> I couldn't do that because I'm colorblind as hell. I could not play that game. I could not see the colors well enough. It drove me insane. Oh, I loved Bubble Bobble. I was the master of jumping on the bubbles and getting to the top of the level. Oh, yeah. Man. Wow. That's crazy. Wow. But there was nothing better than hearing Ultra Combo blaring in the arcade when you walked in from Killer Instinct. That's true. I have that audio, actually. I still... Those <laughs> and, like, and Unreal Tournaments, you know, kill streaks and all that stuff, though, those bring back memories. I remember playing the first Unreal when I was, like, way too young to be playing it. And I was just blown away because, oh, my God, the graphics were so awesome. And, oh, cool, I get to play this with my dad. And then now it's like, oh, it's still kind of cool. But... There you go, chat room. Ultra combo. Oh, 
I love that. You hear it at the arcade, you get all pumped. Anyway. <laughs> uh, Joe pandering to the crowd again. That's mm. why he's the favorite. <laughs> no. I just got this. All right, so like, you oh. got to answer your own question now. What's your favorite one? Or did you already answer it? Oh, I didn't answer it. Um, I don't know. I got... Oh, crap. See, had I known I was going to have to answer my own questions, I... Yeah, not so easy now, is it? You know, uh, Golden Sun was really good. I liked, um... I like about... Tie the Tasmanian Tiger. I don't know if many people played that on PlayStation. That was kind of cool. You had to do a bunch of puzzles and you had different color boomerangs because Tigers throw boomerangs. I think everybody just about knows that. But, um... Other than that, it's Crash Bandicoot. I still think they should come out with another one. That's about it. I don't know. But so okay, so I get to say my next question, right? Well, apparently I skipped Fred, oh. but I could have sworn no, he, he did said say Chrono, Chrono Trigger. Trigger. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, and I got so wrapped up in that he, I, I didn't know Fred was that awesome that I completely forgot he he said that. Oh, that's cold. Can I be one of the hosts now? And <laughs> <laughs> Shutting up. Everybody, everybody stopped talking. <laughs> it's completely silent. And then Fred was like, you know what? So he had a full moment there. <laughs> that was it. Like He didn't have to say anything else. Chrono Trigger. Boom. Done. No argument. Fred wins it. <laughs> Did anybody play the Breath of Fire games? Yes. Breath that's... of Fire 3. Best one. I actually uh, played that one. Oh my god. <laughs> um, okay, so that leads to the next question. Segway, uh, are there any kind of genres of games you see losing popularity or will be completely just passed off to first person shooters and RPGs? Sadly, yes. The classic to the classic fighter. Really? Mm. Even with the, uh, even with like all the Street Fighters and Mortal Kombat's, yeah, the, you don't really see any new fighters come out. Um, they did a rebirth of Mortal Kombat, which was absolutely amazing, by the way. Um, yes. Even the cells for like uh, the Soul Calibur or Cell, or Soul Blade games are just losing. And Tekken, I mean, no one ever really bothers with that anymore. They're just—it's kind of a dying breed. I see. One thing I kind of see is. A lot of the games that came out, a lot of the fighting games, with the exception, I think it was like Tekken 5 or 6 when they crossed over to other platforms, but a lot of them were like specific to one platform, and then they kind of lost out. And then there was Mortal Kombat versus DC, which was just... Horrible. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm a gigantic Mortal Kombat fan, and that was a joke. Well, and they're all like, we don't want people to see, you know, Superman getting his spine ripped out, but now they're coming out with the, uh, what is it, like, Injustice Gods Among Us or something like that, where it's like... You know, gritty DC comic people. And they finally um, realize, hey, that might sell. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But, but, Kath, Fred, yes, no, no, yes? Oh, Fred, you go ahead. I'll, I'll take the last one on this one. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, well, fine, I'll go. Uh, the, the genre that I'm seeing people start to stray away from, you know, and it, it's funny that we brought up Final Fantasy earlier because JRPGs are kind of going the way of the way of the dodo, in my opinion. You're right. I just try to deny it in my head. 
you know, like I, and you know, honestly, I, I don't pay much attention to release dates in other countries and stuff. So they're, they may be still doing fine in Japan, but they're just not making it over here anymore. The classic RPG is, is dying out. You know, so that, that's the big one that I see going away. And, and it's such a shame because, well, you know, honestly, Kath, it kind of has just evolved. Because RPGs well, yeah, but in- look at like Final Fantasy. What, what was the stupid one with the lightning chick? That was thirteen or whatever, or fourteen or fifteen or what are we on? Twenty now? <laughs> uh, thirteen it was thirteen. You know, like that game. That was just dumb. Like, I didn't even beat. That was like the first Final Fantasy that I never beat. Did and they you know, like, like a second one of those. Yeah, they did. I, I think, think they, they came did up with the second one. Yeah. My buddy Mike Forney, he's a huge, huge um, Final Fantasy fan, and he beat them both. And they said that the second one was actually much better made than the first one by far, thirteen two. Well, you know, in thirteen, you spend like the first twenty hours of the game on a linear path. No, you spend the first eighty hours of that game on a linear path. It doesn't open up until the end. Oh well, then it must all blurred together because it. it seemed a lot shorter to me but you know, right, by the time what wrecked the game though yeah but by the time i got to the open up and the part that i actually wanted to play i you know, i was done with the game i was like you know what i'm sick of this i'm done so i put it down and never walked, looked back so i just have an issue with games where it's like a number is part of the name of the game and then they just add a number on to the end of it so like rainbow six two Mm-hmm. Yeah. Trying to catalog those things. <laughs> oh my god, that was horrible. Well, nowadays, new new um, new titles, new uh, I can't think of the term right now. My brain just subtitle. Farted. No, um, that's what they call it—a uh, intellectual property. And mm-hmm. a new IP is really, really hard to come by nowadays because it's not because of the production cost of creating a new game. It makes it insanely hard for them to guess the market on a game. So they don't want to invest six million dollars. On a title, if they don't know if it's going to sell or not, that's why they're. That's why you're starting to see a lot more sequels, or a lot more games based off of a, a popular, um, high-selling genre or IP, like Elder Scrolls, for instance. That makes a lot of sense. Is there? It's a surefire sell. They know they can sell it. That's why you're getting all these different Call of Duties, Battlefields. Um, well, yeah, but but the problem with that is they did uh, Bioshock. And it's like, this new one, Bioshock Infinite, that has nothing to do with anything in the other two games. Well, that's because they, they want the Bioshock name on it. That's yeah, and so it's like, you know, that that's just stupid. You know, that's like making a, a dang modern warfare type game and putting Final Fantasy in front of it. You know? <laughs> it's like, well, we know people are going to buy it because it's his Final Fantasy, but it's, it's dang modern day ultra realistic shooter you know it's like yeah no well that makes sense then i don't know i also worked at a game store and had to sit there and catalog for like four hours of is this actually rainbow six or is this rainbow six two and who's gonna oh, buy and then this, they put this in like, like four Vegas. years later yeah well see i was okay with that though because it was like rainbow six you know uh vegas and then rainbow six vegas two at least there was like a word in between the two letters or numbers and then you had the uh, little-known Rainbow Six 2, or, or Rainbow Six Vegas 2.6.3 version 7. So, I mean... <laughs> Patch 1.03. Yeah, exactly. 
You know, that That's... really makes it difficult down the road when you're trying to download the ROM and you can't figure out which version you want. <laughs> you just go for the, the, the very latest one. It's usually a combination of all the other ones. So, just yeah. usually got to look for the one that says US at the end. See, <laughs> I had that problem when I downloaded a Visual Boy Advance and went to put um, uh, Widget's favorite thing on it, and I accidentally jump- downloaded the Japanese version. But the sad thing is, is I had played that Pokemon game enough to where I didn't need the text because I already uh... knew what was going on. Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Anywho. I don't know, man. I, I actually think that Pokemon Snap was actually kind of a clever game. It was the first, I, at least that I knew of. I was also like eight at the time, but that was the first one I knew that was like, let's take pictures. Yeah, it was actually fun for just simply taking pictures of Pokemon. <laughs> it's much more entertaining That's... taking pictures of things with flames on their tails than it is going outside and taking pictures of wildlife or trees that, that's a, that's my guilty pleasure so oh i am going to remember that and from <laughs> now on every email and every tweet i send out is going to be like hashtags pokemon snap <laughs> <laughs> with joe in mind so this that this next question might be uh, oh no fred never answered this one oh. i was paying attention he did oh. not answer that one <laughs> whoa yeah, we just got a no. Yeah, a no. So that's just you don't see it's 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 really hard for me to pick some because I only got the games that I thought were good, and I was deprived growing up. I didn't have a whole lot of consoles. I actually went back to a lot of those after the fact with you know the illicit ROM and emulator scenario <laughs> once they were way too old for Nintendo to care. <laughs> so I did, you know, by the time I was playing the games, I had like 10 years or better of reviews to go off of. If someone said it was crap, I didn't bother downloading it in the first place. I played things like Chrono Trigger and practically all the Final Fantasies. That's about it. You know what? That's kind of a good experience, though, because like I would love to go back and not have bought some of the, you know, like not wasted my hard-earned, like money on terrible, terrible, unbeatable NES games. <laughs> you know, like I wish I could have gone back and been like, no, that stupid uh, casino game that you bought was a complete and utter waste of money. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can't remember which one it was, but there was this particular Final Fantasy one where I was cruising around on this little boat, and I I could not for the life of me figure out where I was supposed to take that boat, so I looked up a guide, and when I went to the spot that the guide told me to go, I just couldn't get the boat to go where it was supposed to go, so I was really glad I didn't buy that game. <laughs> oh, yeah, Nintendo games were notorious for just being broken, and there was no patching that. It was like you either had to figure out how to get past that glitch in the game. Come on, there's also some amazing games for NES, like Excite Bike. Oh well, no, I'm not arguing that. NES was awesome. The I'm just saying, then. like, like people nowadays, like especially like the younger generations, have no idea. You know, like now you can be like, oh, this is broken. We need to patch it. No big deal. Yeah. Like back in the day. <laughs> That's not. That doesn't happen. You had to wait for the next game in the series, or you know, like. It, it, See, 
that's that's what happened with games now too is back then there was no like oh go here you're supposed to do this and you had like two little or three little pop-up windows telling you what to do then it was just like if you can't figure it out you probably are too young to be playing this that's what I happened wasn't too young to be playing it some of those games were just downright impossible <laughs> <laughs> well and then okay that makes sense because i guess yeah i'm a little kid compared to a lot of you guys <laughs> but yeah. uh I don't know. I just remember playing Max Payne and getting... I was like 9 or 10 at the time when the first one came out. And I was like, I shouldn't have been playing that first off. Secondly, I was like <laughs> in the little baby blood maze thing walking around. That scared the bejeebus out of me. <laughs> that was horrible. Wow. No I, business doing that. We're getting old, guys. <laughs> I was, yeah, that's I what, was 10 when Max Payne came out. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, 11. Well, no, somewhere around there. I don't know. I don't have a whole <laughs> lot of memory before, like, six years ago. <laughs> I still remember being six years old. Seven. Was that six? Six or seven. That was six. Running to my best friend's house because he just got the greatest game ever for his Atari 2600 Space Invaders. It just came out. Oh. <laughs> And almost getting run over by Abraham Lincoln's carriage as he went to his friend's house. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's good. All right. Okay. Uh, I think we beat the dead horse on that one. Yeah. So, let's, um... so was Fred's answer sufficient there? <laughs> no. Uh. <laughs> Take that. Yeah, I guess it'll work. Whatever, it ate up a bunch of more time that I wasn't sure I was I was going to be able to figure out enough to fill. Oh, you get us old guys talking about NES and Ataris, we'll talk forever. <laughs> and I, still, I played well, I played back the in my day, the Atari was the hot new thing. <laughs> you had to walk uphill both ways in the snow. See, I remember the Genesis though. That uh, oh, that's one that okay. They need to bring back Vector Man. Did you, did you guys play that? I remember Vector Man. They need to make that again. They need something. I don't know. After we're done here, I think I'm going to go download a ROM for it. <laughs> Actually. Or, I mean, legally buy it from somewhere. But nobody sells it. Uh, so the next question is the top five best and worst games, in your opinion. I would say... Top five best games, probably in no particular order, Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy... Which one was Terra? Was that... That was six, wasn't it? The one where... No, Terra is that new MMO that just came out. No, not that. <laughs> the, the Final Fantasy III Was it a three? Okay. Uh, Final Fantasy three, Secret of Mana... Chrono Trigger, and the original Diablo. And then, like, worst game was, like, every unbeatable Nintendo game ever. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's pretty good, though. That's pretty good. What about Fred? Is it going to be more than a no, or is it just going to be like, mm -mm? I don't know if I could come up with five, but, alright. Any? Worst... <laughs> Worst Something. games ever. That's what you want to know from me, right? Yes. Just about anything that came out 
for Nintendo that wasn't a brand that made it to Super Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> like Zelda and Mario were about the only things worth the crap on regular Nintendo. Uh, well, never mind. They didn't come out with Donkey Kong till then sixty four. I mean, like the one where you, no, 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 that was on. No, it came out for arcade, I think first. Yeah, the original Donkey Kong. Well, yeah, the we're not talking fella. Donkey Kong Country. That's what I'm talking about. Remember, I'm not as old as you guys. I didn't have to worry about fighting dinosaurs on my way to school. <laughs> wow. wow. <laughs> Wait. All right. New rule. Be- Nobody under the age of like 35 on the podcast. Crap. Oh, I'm out. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Well, I'm uh, out too. Later. <laughs> Get oh, back here. Joe, you're like 52. You can be here. <laughs> <laughs> At least Lou isn't here. Or else I'd be... If you are one, if you're listening to this, we need to reevaluate Fred's application for the network. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you're like 23, Joe. <laughs> but, okay. So, worst games... I can count modern day stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yeah. Anything. Guild Wars 1. <laughs> I don't know. I, I might have to agree with you on that. You put that under worse, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that definitely wouldn't be on my best list. Okay. Tell tell me I'm wrong on that. <laughs> no, literally, I didn't hear what you said. Okay. Because if you were going to say that that was one of the best games of all time, we would have had to kick you from the call. <laughs> Cashby's having connection issues. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know what I was doing, and I bought that. And I put it on my computer. I'm like, oh, God, this is horrible. And then I didn't ever touch it again. I was mad. I tried to take it back, and they're like, it's a CD. It's on CP. We, we, you know, we can't take back PC games. It's like, oh, thanks, guys. Allods Online. Terrible game. Algonon. Terrible game. <laughs> oh. Pirates of the Burning Sea. Horrible game. I haven't heard of any of these. I, I was just thinking the same thing, and I play a lot of games. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> Pirates of the Burning Sea was an SOE title. Elganon was... Uh, I can't remember the guy. Some some guy that got in trouble before for berating his fans on a forum went off and like did his own little independent project. It's basically a World of Warcraft clone that only has two races... On opposite factions from one another. Hmm. And it's still going. I'm still getting newsletter emails about that. Age of Conan. I think, am I up to five yet? You can surpass <laughs> it. But, uh, I don't know. I have to, I might argue with you to some extent for Age of Conan. What, for the first ten levels? Mm, first thirty. <laughs> Once you get out of the noob yard, that game just falls off hard. The graphics were stunning. The soundtrack was amazing. The rest of it... You're right, Joe. I probably should give it a few more bonus points for, you know... It was like the first MMO that ever launched. and Oh, come on. It has a bonus points. It was the first MMO with boobies. That was what I was going to say, but not quite as bluntly. <laughs> Sold. Why didn't I play this game? It's still available, and it's free to play, Kev. Oh, got later. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> and and there's like, you know, real time gravity effects. 
<laughs> okay, so best games. Yes. For me, I would have to say EverQuest, the original, was number one for me because that was the first MMO that I ever played. And, you know, it just has that magical first MMO feeling for me. Then... I yes. never got a chance to play that. I would go over, I remember in the morning, I would carpool with a couple other people to go to school. And I remember one of the kids would always be playing that in the morning from the time he got ready. So whenever we got to go to his house to get picked up, I would sit there and just watch him play it for like 30 minutes. Also free to play now. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. All right, guys. Yeah. Thanks for letting me on here. <laughs> <laughs> no, trust me, you won't be in any hurry. That That isn't going anywhere for a while. And you won't be either if you're playing it. Oh, well. My number two, only, you know, EverQuest gets the number one just because nostalgia and all that. But number two would definitely be Skyrim for me. That, that was just, an, that was the first single player RPG that I played in probably a good eight years. Nothing else really compelled me to play single player once I found MMOs. No, the actual genre classification for that is action RPG. Oh. Well, thanks for kicking the dirt in my face. <laughs> oh, no problem, buddy. <laughs> Number three, Star Wars The Old Republic. I love that game. Just slightly less than Skyrim. And, okay, so I need two more. Well, number five is going to be World of Warcraft. Because it has to be in there somewhere, and it's definitely not near number one anymore for me. Well, the pandas aren't out yet. It might climb up to number four then. Oh, yeah, and and it's got the Pokemons in it now. Or drop down to three hundred, one way or the other. <laughs> oh, and number four, Chrono Trigger. Very very. And long winded. Yeah, very I... much so. I'm debating I'm just... if I should even go because. <laughs> I thought you did. No. Oh. Well, Joe, what are your top five worst in Slash? Oh, we already know how this is going to go. Planet Side 2, Planet Side 2, Planet Side 2, Planet Side 2. It's not even out yet. I can't put it on a list. It's reserved for number one when it does come out. But anyway. Um, oh. <laughs> Chrono Trigger is definitely the top one. Final Fantasy VII, Killer Instinct, Skyrim. And for the fifth place, I would kind of have to go with um, uh, Mortal Kombat 4. Because I won a championship with that. But anyway, um, when it comes to the worst games, World of Warcraft Burning Crusade. You can't single out an expansion. Yeah, I can. Cause it can it's an it, entire game. It changed the game. It changed the game in a big way into a bad way. It took a game that I loved and ruined it for me. Um, and then for many, many people too. Uh, I would say that Star Trek Online was one of the worst games ever made. By far. Um. Ooh, good one. Also free to play. Yeah, there's a reason. Uh, the original Star Wars MMO was garbage. I know Galaxy? Lou would, Lou would. Galaxies? Lou would fight me over that too. But that game was awful. I played it for literally an about two hours and said never again. Lou would smack you in the face with the lore book. Galaxies <laughs> was awesome, and like it eventually turned to crap, but initially it was awesome. 
Same with WoW. WoW was great in the beginning, and then it... Well, I played Galaxies later on in its lifespan, so it's probably when it became crap, but... Um, one of the games that I, I made was one of the worst games was uh, Jurassic Park Warpath, and... Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I fought the, the producer of that game tooth and nail about the problems with it, and he would not take my word for it, and it got bad reviews based on what I told him was wrong with it. Oh, well. Okay, you can't win them all. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I got. Oh, and yeah, I do despise Dragon Age. And I'm going to get a lot of hate mail about that, but I was not a fan of that game. I tried it. I played all the origin stories, and I tried very hard to really get into it. I just couldn't. Be too happy about that. Oh, you know, I know. She's already got a thing out for me about that. Well, now I think it's worse. It's <laughs> so, so, Joe, you actually wrote bad reviews for the game that you made? No, it was, I told the producer, um, several months before the game was launched that there was a, what the problems were with the game were and that we really needed to look on getting those fixed. But, it's all about money in that, in the industry, especially back then. And it was like, now we gotta launch this game, I don't care, we're gonna do this generic ending, we're gonna do this, this, and this. And it turns out that the reviews that were written pretty much called out exactly what I called out to him. And they're all signed. Joe W. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's like, Joe. <laughs> I mean, I love the, the things that we did with the game. Like, it was the first fighter to have multi-level or multi-layered textures, which that was where we put a skeleton behind each dinosaur, then the muscle tissue, and then the uh, the skin. So as a dinosaur bit in, a, in one area long enough, it would expose muscle tissue and then organ and bone. Skeleton behind a dinosaur. So are you saying that I should put a Draugr behind Liz in the mod? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Remember, Moving hate, on. Mail. hate mail to Elder Scrolls off the record at gmail.com. They can just send it to me. That's fine. You guys can just start having them all send it to me. I'll just delete it anyway. No, Cashby, if we don't get hate mail, we won't get any mail. Well, you guys will still get my email. <laughs> Some which of them. Will, which will be hate mail after this. Yeah, <laughs> it happens. All right, so moving on. Got That's... one more question for us? Yeah, but I think we covered a lot of that in the last one, so... Okay. Sure. Pretty sure that's good to go, then. Okie dokie. Well, we can move on. So the next section in the podcast is going to be community questions. This is where we're going to reach out to you guys, all right? We're going to read emails. We're going to read tweets. We're going to check the chat room. We're going to do some quick-fire questions. And, uh, you know, anything specifically directed at one of our, our guest hosts, so in this case, Joe, and we got a couple of questions for him. Uh... First off, I did want to read an email, and it's, Hey guys, it's me, Sir Tobin. I've got my eyes on a new gaming headset made by Turtle Beach. It's about $70. My current headset is really bad. The new one will be used for playing Team Fortress 2, hopefully with the hosts. My question is, should I buy a Turtle Beach one or the cheaper Logitech $20 one? My current headset kind of works, but only for TF2. In the vent server, people can't hear me, and I can't hear them. Uh, but I need a new one. Which one should I get? I can't wait for the community cast. I'm also working on getting Dungeon Defenders, so like it or not, we will play together. We will. And that was uh, Sir Tobin. 
So what do you guys think? I don't have any experience with the uh, Turtle Beach headsets. I, I've heard nothing but good things, but I don't actually have them. I used to use just this cheap one that I got at uh, Office Max. So, and then, of course, now I've upgraded to my uh, blue microphone, but that's not really a gaming microphone. That's that's for recording. I use mine. I use my Yeti for everything. <laughs> it gets in my way. Game. I can't see the screen. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Um, Turtle Beach is actually one of the better gaming headsets out there. Uh, Logitech's cheaper, but also the sound quality is a lot less for your microphone. Uh, Turtle Beach has actually some of the best gaming microphones out there. Word. So, anybody else want to argue that, or are we saying spend the extra money and get the Turtle Beach? Well, I had one Turtle Beach headset that lasted me for about three years until I sat on it and it broke. And then I went up to Best Buy and bought me another one that was more expensive and a lot nicer. And every time I've been on the Turtle Beach headset, everybody thinks that I'm just on, like, podcasting equipment. (laughs) When Joe did my initial interview to join the network, he said that I sounded really good and asked me what kind of microphone I was on. Just my Turtle Beach headset. Yep. Of course, now I have a Yeti because he forced me to get one. (laughs) Sound All quality. Right. So, rounding, Cashby, you got anything to add to that, or? Well, working at that game store, that was, we didn't get a whole lot of those in, but whenever we did, like customers asked me to hold them and reserve them, and I had a pair for my Xbox for a long time, and they, they worked really well. I loved them. I couldn't play Dead Space with the lights off, but they work really well. <laughs> That's because nobody would order them because you guys kept stealing them. Uh, correction. <laughs> All the other employees stopped stealing them. I just took a cut. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look the other way there, Cashby. Here mm. you go. Well, you know, you get stabbed once and you really just have no kind of interest in helping anymore. It takes once and then you're just like, nope, nope, I'm good. I'm going to go over here and not. Well, you know what they say. Get stabbed once, shame on them. Get stabbed twice, shame on you for not carrying a katana. (laughs) (laughs) I did go out and get my CPL not too long after that, though, so... Whatever you use, that'll do. (laughs) Alrighty. Well, that was it. Uh, I'm going to open up the chat room for questions, so go ahead and start asking questions if you guys have them in there, and we'll pick some of them out in reading. Uh, we did have a couple of questions, uh, that Cashby actually put down, uh, but I'm afraid Joe is gonna have to answer these because I know I don't know any of the answers for them. So, uh, Joe, can we see how many downloads we have of each podcast? Yes, we can. We actually have two different sources tracking it at all time. Uh, podcasts are, have ratings just like TV and, and radio does, except for our ratings are, are based on individual downloads. So, yeah, we actually have to keep a very close eye on our downloads. That shows us when a show is doing well or when we need to dump it. And it also lets our po- our advertisers know if this is a show worthwhile for. We can oh. tell you exactly what country demographic we have, what percentage. We can tell you what the most preferred device is that people download onto for each individual show. And now, does that account for people who just stream it and not download it? It does. It does. Anytime you click on either iTunes or a website, either streaming it or downloading it, it counts as a download. 
and it's and it's one, and it only counts once per IP address. So even if you listen to this, the show, like stream it multiple times, it only counts as one download. That's pretty cool. All right, and what kind of numbers do we have for viewers and such? <laughs> what kind of numbers do we have? I'm not really gonna. That's kind of private information for the network. Um, I Ooh. can tell you that we have on access of about 60,000 listeners per month for the network wide or more. Awesome. I, I could answer that one. Number of viewers, zero. Because nobody <laughs> can watch us. But when it comes to um, actual numbers, that, that's that's privileged information for our advertisers in the network. That makes sense. I just saw that I put viewers instead of listeners. You yeah, guys I knew what you meant. That. Yeah. All right. Uh, how long can you use un, uh, copyrighted music for the shows or the bumpers? Uh, it can't be more than fifteen seconds. Or it, normally it's thirty seconds. We like to try to keep it down around fifteen to twenty seconds. Uh, copyright calls for allowing you to do what's called a uh, preview of thirty seconds or less. I would have just assumed until we get sued. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That would have been my answer. Um, we, we we try extremely hard to use music and information that's not copyright based, if we can. Uh, reason is is we don't like we don't use any game music at all for any of our shows because it's a heavy copyright underneath that. If we get a cease and desist letter, it could cause um, massive amounts of work to fix that because we have to go through all old episodes and fix any usage of that music in anything. Oh wow. Holy cow. So that's something we try to avoid, like the plague. <laughs> Makes sense. Learn something new every day, or a bunch of things. Alrighty. And what programs do we use for recording, editing, music editing, the show editing? Basically, what kind of stuff do we use? I actually, we use the NCH Pro Suite software. Um, we have a specific program we use for mixing, one for editing. And one for recording. We use the MixPad for mixing, obviously. Uh, we use WavePad for general editing. And the uh, what I'm using right now to record is the SoundTap. Um, what I love about the software is it's extremely easy to use on the surface, but for the more advanced users, it has very complex tools built into it. It's kind of like Adobe Photoshop for audio. Nice. Alrighty, and uh, then we, yeah, I got nothing to add to that. Um, so that was all the questions we had from Cashby, and and remember, guys, you can send in specific questions for specific hosts. So this actually worked out because we had one of the few guys who could answer half those questions on the show today. Um, so we're gonna move right into kind of the quick fire questions, and I'm just gonna fire these off randomly at people. I'm I'm not even gonna let them know. Uh, so, Cashby, boxers or briefs? Neither. Uh, uh, wow. Boxer briefs? Both? Let's go with that one. <laughs> that one's more appropriate. <laughs> oh, Fred, if you could choose one food to eat for the rest of your life, what would it be? And it can't Cottage be steak. Cottage cheese. Cottage cheese. Ew. <laughs> I like cottage cheese with a little pepper on it, but I don't know if I'd eat it for the rest of my life. I like cottage cheese with Mountain Dew. Ew. <laughs> Dissolving rats, too. Is there a therapist in the live stream chat room? <laughs> we need to get Fred some help. 
Uh, Joe, Mario or Luigi? Mario, all the way. Oh, and now my chat room's scrolling too fast. Um, I'll take this one. Do you play as male or female when RPG? Mostly female for most of my characters. You didn't say I had to explain. You just asked the question, so I'm good with that. Uh, well, he is going to go download, uh, what is it, Conan? Age of Conan? Yeah, yeah absolutely. So that should be enough. Oh, last one. Uh, Cashby, half full or half empty? Uh, pragmatic, middle. Half full. <laughs> I like how he keeps going with the middle ones. Like, uh, uh, boxers and briefs. I wear them both. Same time. That's why people think I'm a superhero. Because <laughs> he wears them on the outside. That's right. You don't? <laughs> that makes so much more sense. Oh, my God. Wearing pants is going to be so much more comfortable now. I'll have jeans. <laughs> it, if the only thing you're wearing is a pair of boxers and a pair of briefs, which ones are really being worn on the outside? Boxers. All right. Wait, well, no, was... I said that backwards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Too late. Too late. I take it back. So, uh, that was good. I I think we do need to move on. I think we're running a little bit long there for is, what I planned for this. There's one question in the chat room I would like to answer, if that's okay. Okay, go nuts. Uh, Master Shake asked if I'm going to do my book in audio form. And oh, I didn't even see that. I would absolutely love to do it in audio form. We were going to do a podcast series based on it, one chapter at a time. But I stink at reading my own book, so... <laughs> Yeah, I decided not to do that, and um, I, I am looking, trying to find out ways of how to do it, to put it to audio form, but I don't know how yet. So I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to get it into audio form. Uh, Joe, you should email me because a family friend, that's what they do. So he might be able to actually have some information for you on that. Okay. So. Alrighty, we can get that hooked up. All right, uh, community news. This is the part where we're going to talk about anything up and coming in the uh, community. There are upcoming Steam events, like where we're going to get on, and and you guys can actually play with the hosts. Uh, we haven't scheduled anything yet. Me and Fred are working on some of that. Um, we're also going to talk about the shows uh, that are on the network. We're going to give you a brief description of those. You know, maybe what when ha- what they happened last week, or what we're talking about in the. Uh, in the future episodes, stuff like that. So we're going to keep you informed about those shows. Uh, Fred, you wanna, you're on more shows than me. Why don't you take that? Well, like to mention beforehand, though, since Joe was just talking about his book, that he has a little revision w- being worked on, and oh, hopefully yeah. soon the second edition will be coming out. I have an editor. Yay! Okay. So Minecraft Off the Record is a show that I'm on with Joe. And that records at 7 p.m. on Sundays. Planet Side, off the record, just started with episode zero, and that records at 3 p.m. every other Thursday until launch. The next show will be on July 26th. Elder Scrolls, off the record, records at 7 p.m. on Thursdays. Diablo, off the record, records at 6 p.m. on Fridays. All times are Eastern Standard Time. And the next community show, that'll be this one, will be recorded in the first weekend of August. We're going to go bi-weekly for now. Yeah, if producer said bi-weekly until we see what numbers this show produces. So <laughs> if you guys like Plug it in. a lot and Keth and Fred agree, then we'll move it weekly. 
Yeah, if I'm already getting a lot of uh, a lot of emails in about people who want to be on the show. Uh, you know, a lot of interest in the show. You know, a lot of interest in community ideas. So, hopefully, uh, pending approval, we will actually start going uh, once a week on this show. And as far as the time, we haven't nailed down a specific time because we have so many rotating chairs. Uh, you know, it, it's hard to say we're specifically going to do it this day at this time. So, uh, we are definitely going to, uh, put out tweets and retweets and everything. So watch our Twitter feeds when it gets close to the weekends and, uh, we will definitely let you know when it's coming up so you can get on and, uh, check out the live stream. Yeah, we're we're gonna try to record around the weekend every time we do a show, but we need to keep it flexible because you know some of our guests aren't always available on the same days, especially when we're doing other hosts in the network. Some of them record on those days, and others like to enjoy their off nights. So, we ready to move on into our iTunes reviews? Um. Yeah, but I did want to mention what you're working on uh, before we get into that. Uh, we are working on getting a community blog set up. Well, let me rephrase that. Fred's working on that, and I'm supervising. Uh, by supervising, I mean I went, Fred, you take care of that, and I'll be over here. Because <laughs> uh, I have no idea how any of that stuff works. So Fred is currently working on getting some forums set up and a community blog set up. And we will get that information out to you just as soon as he can get it taken care of. Uh, and when, when we talk about forums, we mean the kind that don't have banners in between every section on the forums. <laughs> we're, we're ditching the old ones. I don't yeah, know. Our, Joe, are you going to go in there and close them ones off? And once we get new forums set up, then I will, yeah. So, so yeah, we... Uh, that'll Fred probably be coming that. within like the next 72 hours or so. I'm just waiting on the domain name to come up. So that's coming. Also, I did want to put in, this is your podcast. This is this podcast is for you guys, the community. So if you have any ideas for the show, if you you know you like this section, you don't like that section, uh, you know you have an idea for a new section, you want something, you know anything. This show is specifically for you guys. That's why we brought Cash Beyond. You know, we want to we want to get to know you guys. We want to, you know, we want to get to get the community involved. So that being said, we are going to be looking for people to do blogs for some of the sites. You know, like if you're a huge Diablo fan, uh, we're going to look into getting you. You know, the privilege. I I don't know how all it works. We're gonna sort that out during this week. But uh, get you permissions to blog on the site, or you can email it to me, and I'll post it or something. We're gonna get that. So if you want to be a part of any of the uh, the podcasts, we're gonna get those. Uh, send in some samples of your writing. We'll go over it. We'll see what we think. It, it's got to go through a lot of approval. It's not just me on that one. Uh, so do that. Also for this show. We're looking for bumpers, intros, any of that stuff. If you guys are musically talented or any of that not stuff. Not intros. Everything else. No, is we're not name. doing intros. Okay, so bumpers only, I'm told. <laughs> outros? Can we do outros? 
Yeah, definitely. Okay, and outros. <laughs> I see I'm not even in charge on my own podcast. <laughs> well, well, since we're putting the call out there for bumpers, we should probably go over what segments we have so people can make up bumpers accordingly. All right, take take it away, man. Our first segment is our obviously our introductions, but that's prefaced by our intro theme. And then we do the host hot seat, followed by the community listener, listener talk, community questions, community news, and then our wrap-up. And that's all the different segments that would require bumpers. Yeah, so if you guys have any ideas or any, you know, if you guys are good at that stuff, send them on in and we will, if they're, you know, if we like them and... And, and Joe likes them and, and Navarwin likes them, you know, like it's, it's, it's an approval process. But we would definitely, you know what we might even do is if we get a bunch of them, we can do, uh, we can rotate them like we do with all the hosts and, and the listeners. So, and, uh, try to keep those down, uh, no more than 30 seconds, preferably a little bit, even less than that. I would say like 15, but we'll definitely, uh, Definitely take a look to any and all that gets sent in. So, speaking of sending them in. Oh, no, wait. I skipped one. We're doing iTunes. Then I'll tell you how to send them in. So, for iTunes reviews, for the USA, we got LUT89, Reapin, Diablo Freak, Christopher P. From Canada, we've got Kimaru137. From the UK, we've got Vom49. And Cheery XL. Sounds like a large, happy guy. We should also mention that the way to get your name shouted out on this podcast is to leave a review on our master feed for the network. The show oh, doesn't have its own feed that. yet. Yeah, we don't have our own feed yet for the community show. And if we get one in the future, that's going to be based on feedback and listener participation. But for right now, we're going to be exclusive to the master feed. So if you'd like to be shouted out on this show, go ahead and leave us a five-star review on there. We're going to check it for every show. All righty. Well, and you can reach us at... Is that the right... That's not the right thing. Is that our new thing? Hmm? The community at QGN.com. Is that our new email? No. Is that that we were QGN community at Gmail? That's exactly what you want. Sorry, guys. First show, we're still running into some errors. So you can reach us at QGN Community, all one word, at gmail.com. And you can also follow us on Twitter at, at QGN Community. You can follow me at Keth Gaming on Twitter. You can get a hold of me specifically at Keth Gaming at gmail.com. And, of course, you can check out my other shows, Planetside Off the Record and Diablo Off the Record, where I'm third chair host on those. Fred, how can they get a hold of you? They can find me on Twitter at Gorthinolore. G-O-R-T-H-Y-N-O-L-L-U-R. And our esteemed producer, Joe the Widget Wilson, can be found at author J.R. Wilson. Cashby can be found at Cashby, K-A-S-H-P-Y. Final thoughts, gentlemen. Joe. Oh, well, I really appreciate you guys having me on for the first episode, and I think it was a fantastic idea, Keth. 
that you decided well, it, to do the show? It, it it was my idea quickly changed by Fred's good ideas. Like hmm. like my idea was good, his ideas are better. Hey, so that's how the network works, man. <laughs> and it and and it's definitely evolving. So um final thoughts for me. I would like to thank Joe. I would like to thank my esteemed co-host Fred and fellow community manager, co-community manager, partner in crime. I don't know, there's a couple other names in there I could use, but not on the podcast. And I would like to thank Cashby. Cashby, thanks for coming on the show, dude. Thanks uh thanks for having me. It's it's really cool. I appreciate it a lot. You guys have done a really good job making it feel like it's family every time you listen to it. So it's uh it's really cool getting to participate in something like this. So I'm excited. I'm excited to see what other people are on it. So and I would like to thank Cashby for joining us this week, as well as Joe. Thank you for coming on. And thank you, Keth, for allowing me to step in and become your co-host at the last moment. Well, you know what? It, 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 it's not for a bad reason. And you, you had a heck of a lot of good ideas. And, and something tells me, if anything, I'm going to be the one coming up with all these crazy ideas. And you're going to be the poor guy that has to implement them all. So. <laughs> So I, I couldn't have a better partner, and and like I said, I you know, uh, I just want to thank the community. You guys have been absolutely great coming out there. Uh, you know, we this is why we're doing this podcast. We want to get you guys more involved, and like I said, we got a lot of stuff coming up. We're planning on doing game nights where you can get on with the hosts. We're gonna start looking into some more live streams. Uh, possibly doing some of them Let's Play type videos on YouTube. I mean, we got a lot of stuff coming down the pipe. So stay tuned to QGN Community on Twitter. And uh, and stay tuned to the Master Feed and the website. And, and once we get the forums up, we'll be doing a lot of posting there, I'm sure. So uh, definitely look up. And sorry this show was a little dicey, guys. Uh, that was that was my fault. I, I didn't have the show notes ready. So... But I'm hoping that Fred's going to start uh, doing the show notes. So I think we'll do them together, yeah. Oh, we're doing them together? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, uh, but great first show, guys. And, and so, all right, goodbyes. Uh, okay, let me see if I can get this right here. I'm going to try this. Um, keep on building your foos rod dose next week. Wow. I I don't even know how to follow that. Uh, Thanks for the invite and, uh, oh, I've always wanted to say, who's Rhoda? (laughs) And I am not letting this podcast end until Joe says meat and potatoes. Come on. Do it. But we already did the meat and potatoes. Say it. Say it. (laughs) And the meat and potatoes. There you go. Meat and potatoes. <laughs> Got you some meat and potatoes. All right. Yeah. And good night. Y'all have a good one.